Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the fifth episode of the Zoomer Sports Radio. As always, I'm I'm your host Andrew Moody, live at the studio 744, and uh, today I, I will I'll be joined once again with my co-host Pat Patrick Aduci. And I'm down in Studio 721. Yeah, yeah, I mean we're only like what 300 feet apart, but yeah, I mean the studios are really close to each other. Yeah, and then uh. Patrick, uh, today is actually uh, the first episode of the podcast that is being streamed on YouTube. So what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's great for the podcast. I think that hopefully we'll get a little bit more attention. Um, I think that it's a great way to expand the podcast even further than just on um, Anchor.fm. And Spotify, of course. And uh, now uh, we can uh, we can finally show the viewers what we're wearing. So, of course, I got my... Uh, my oh, my the Bulls away jersey, the red jersey, number twenty three. Michael Jordan got the back, and I got my uh, my Bulls like swimming hat on. Pat's gone on his North Carolina Michael Jordan jersey. We're excited. Today is what today for the first every Monday for the next five weeks. We're doing a segment called MJ Mondays, and we're gonna be reacting to the episodes of Sunday before of the Last Dance. And uh. We'll be doing this next five weeks, and we're looking forward to it. Pat, do you want to kick us off with anything you liked, disliked, and oh, oh, and we got a some we got a little special guest today in our podcast. We got my Ron Hunter bobblehead. Patrick, do you want to give the viewers a little insight on who Ron Harper, uh, Ron Hunter is? Yes. So if you watched the 2015 NCAA basketball championship, you might have remembered this kid named LJ Hunter, who had a huge shot from Georgia State against Baylor in the first round. Well, he was the son of the coach, Ron Hunter, and he was so shocked that he made the shot and they won the game that he actually fell off the stool. And that's how the game ended. So we got a little um, little homage to him. We got the bobblehead today in the studio. Yeah, I mean, from now on, we're going to have, a, with the live stream, we're going to have a different bobblehead for uh, whatever we're talking about. Basketball, uh, football, baseball, hockey. I mean... Looking forward to this. Just, just another added bonus to the show. I mean, and now uh, when we actually say in Station Idea on YouTube, we are now actually on YouTube. And soon to be on Apple Podcasting, I hope. But I, I'm sure we will be. But uh, moving on, uh, Pat, what did you, you really like on the episode yesterday, on the two episodes yesterday? Well, I got to say, I was blown away. It's definitely one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. You know, just getting started. Um you know, we didn't grow up watching MJ. Um, no, no, we didn't. Uh, most of the people in our generation actually claim is LeBron is the GOAT. Yes. And after watching those first two episodes, I feel like such a fool. I mean, just the way that Michael Jordan wanted to win, how he won, how dominant he was in the finals. Um, never had a season where he wasn't an all-star. I mean, is there any debate anyone? I mean, he's the GOAT. And it would be disrespectful, and I would be a hater to knock off the goat. I feel I feel like yeah. Now I was always, but I mean, we've always been Jordan guys. We're Bulls fans. I mean, but I mean, uh, I mean, for the like our generation, the Generation Z, where we get our name Zoomer. That's where we get our name for the podcast. From uh, we we think George, uh, James is the best because we think of James and Kobe and Tim Duncan as like the three greatest guys of our generation. Dwayne Wade. It's like the best guys in our generation because we grew up watching them, and we didn't really watch uh, grow up watching Jordan and say the millennials did. 
You know, I think it's kind of interesting. Why do you think the debate's always been MJ or LeBron? How come you think it's never been MJ or Magic, MJ or Kareem, MJ or Will, MJ or Will? Why has it always been MJ or LeBron? I don't, I mean, I probably because they're honestly both hyped out of high school. I mean, LeBron, like, they didn't play home games at his high school. They played his home games at the University of Akron. He was that popular. So, I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, Magic, I feel like it was more Magic versus Bird because that was their rivalry. And uh, it was just uh, crazy. I mean, Wilt and Kareem, they were, I mean, they are both centers, but I mean, I don't really know. Pat, that's a good question. Yeah, I think it's a little unfair in a way to compare those two players because they played different eras, and you know, in today's era, there's not there's not a lot of defense played. Yeah. So LeBron could just shoot, and yeah, Michael didn't have to shoot that much. I mean, Michael Michael didn't need uh, these uh, guys to uh, like LeBron. Last year in the Lakers, didn't make the playoffs. He didn't have any surrounding cast like he did in Miami or Cleveland. Uh, when Cleveland had Kyrie and Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, Miami, Bosh, Wade, uh, Udonis Haslam. See, but like Jordan would still get the Bulls to the playoffs even when the best player on his team was like John Paxson, the second best player. Like, Jordan didn't need other guys, but it made him better. That's what got him to the six uh, the two three peats got him six championships was the guys like uh Pippen of course like Horace Grant Bill Cartwright uh uh Dennis Rodman Ron Harper like those role guys like really help you but Jordan didn't need those guys to make the playoffs and to do good. Yeah I have no doubt that if he didn't have any of those guys he still would have won at least a couple championships just because of his will to win. But I would say the best way to compare the two is that LeBron took Cleveland from a 1 to, like, an 8, and then Jordan took the Bulls from a 4 to, like, a 10. So I think that he was a lot more dominant. You know, the Bulls is a dynasty, but the Cavs is not a dynasty. Yeah, they they should, the, I mean, the, the Cavs only won one championship. I mean, they got the four finals, but one championship. I mean, they just took down the Sonics, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz twice. Uh, the, the Blazers. Yeah, the Trailblazers. I mean, and those teams all had Hall of Famers. Like, the Mavericks, when, uh, when LeBron lost to the Mavericks, you had Hall of Famers on that team. Of course, you got Jason Kidd, Dirk Nowitzki, Vince Carter, and then um, who did he lose? He lost to the Spurs, who will have Hall of, like four Hall of, Famer, four Hall of Famers, Ginobili, Parker, Duncan, and Kawhi. But the Thunder, of course, Harden, Westbrook. I mean, they all faced Hall of Famers on these teams, all right, that, that argument kind of backfired. I was going to say Jordan played against all these Hall of Famers. Like, he played against the end of the Showtime Lakers in the 90s. Played against uh, Stockton and Malone and Sean Kemp. Uh, Clyde Drek, you, you feel me? Yeah. I just think that would be unfair to compare because they, shooting, like, the game was completely different when Jordan played. So you didn't have to shoot. Um, and the def- there's a lot... There's a lot more defense played though, um, when Jordan played. So if I think if Jordan had to shoot, I think he would be able to be a capable shooter. And LeBron, as we, I mean, people can say whatever they want about oh LeBron can do more than Jordan. No, Jordan just wanted to win. He did. He did whatever he could to win. And you know, I really wish I could have watched him play because just watching last night, I it wasn't even questionable. I mean, yeah, it was. 
I didn't question either, but I mean, uh, one quote from the documentary that really stuck with me is um, Michael Wilbon's quote from ESPN. Uh, he said in the that there's only been like three guys in sports history to be like as dominant and loved in a sport as Jordan. The other two were Babe Ruth of baseball and Muhammad Ali of boxing. I remember that. Yeah, personally, I would add Wayne Gretzky of hockey in there. Would you agree? Yeah, I I say those four are like the four that like will never be they will never see it again. Like everyone knew they were the goat while they were playing. Like everyone was cheering for them, no matter unless your team was directly playing them, everyone was cheering for them if they weren't playing them. No doubt. Um I wanna talk about I think this was his second year in the league. Um when I mean, he, when he came to the Bulls, the Bulls were not good. I mean, he was the third overall pick for a reason. They weren't getting, they were getting low, they were getting high draft picks because. I mean, if you look at that team uh, that was uh, Jordan was drafted to, they were terrible. Their best players were Orlando Woolridge and David Greenwood. I mean, Greenwood. Oh, go ahead. Stan Albeck, and you know, if if they didn't get to Phil Jackson, you probably would have had seven coaches like that. But go on. I mean. I mean, one thing that stuck out to me was that the story about his rookie year, how he was in the hotel, and uh, he walked into the room, and the whole team was in there, and uh, they said, uh, there's the women over there, the lines of cocaine over there, and the weed over there, and he walked out. Like, I feel like if you're a rookie in the league, you would have looked at that and thought that was the league norm. And, like, it's amazing that he just walked out and, like, that just shows how the type of player he was. Like, he is the absolute role model for uh, young like kids out there and everything. No doubt, and you know, um, I think if he took that path, I don't know if he'd be the same player he was. I think he would have influenced others into that's how the league goes about his business, and he would not be the same player. But um, going back to his second season in the league, you know, they're pretty much out of the playoff race. No one thinks they're making the playoffs, and they want to tank for the lottery. And MJ, this is when he gets an injury during his second year. And oh yeah, I like I like his quote coming up. As you're alluding to, I I can tell. They tell him, "Look, we're not making the playoffs. We're going to limit you to seven minutes a game. We don't want you to play." Seven minutes and a half. I'm not going to say it because we're on film, but that. No, I'll I'll say it then. All right, so like. The quote, are you referring to the Jerry Reinsdorf quote? Yeah, I don't, get, I don't know the exact quote. You can say it. I know the exact quote because this is my favorite quote out of the whole documentary so far. It was uh, Michael, the team doctor, and the owner, Jerry. Jerry Reinsdorf, of course. We'll talk about Jerry Krause later. And I, I was not a big fan of Jerry Krause. Were you? No, I was not. All right, yeah, all right. We'll talk about that in a, in a, in a minute. I mean, of course, we got, a, we got a whole show for this. That's why we call it MJ Mondays, of course. But uh, the quote... Was J- this is what Jerry Reinsdorf said. So Michael was at a 90% chance of being healthy. And like Michael's like, I'm looking at this gla- at, with the glass uh, uh, half full, not half empty like the rest of them were. Was that 10%. And apparently that 10%, if he does get injured again, it would be career ending. So what Reinsdorf said, Michael, if you have a headache and you have two pills, one pill will make you feel, will, will cure it, and one will kill you. And Michael said... It depends on how bad the fucking headache hurt. All right, that that quote was killer. That quote was that quote was killer. That was my favorite yeah. quote. I mean, and he went out and got them to the playoffs. Yeah, and 
got to the playoffs. They had two big games. Against, the, against that Celtics team, like, who was on that team? You got Bird, what, six Hall of Famers? Bird, McHale, Parrish, Dennis Johnson. Uh, who's the who's the other guy? I'm blanking. McHale. I mean, I know Danny Ainge was on that team. I mean, they played golf with each other before the game. All right, Patrick's looking up who that next Hall of Famer was. I will find it. But, yeah, but, like, uh, if – I mean, John Paxson hit that shot to make them go to the playoffs. If Jordan doesn't do that, we don't see two of the greatest playoff performances in the history. We don't see that happen. Yeah, Bud, Dennis Johnson, Hillish, Danny Ainge, Kevin McHale, uh, Bill Walton. Bill Walton, he was that fourth Hall of Famer. I mean, that was, that's a crazy team. Was JoJo White on that team? Oh, I gotta see. Should I just exit out? Oh, you're fine. Is Dennis Johnson in the Hall of Fame? Oh, they had five Hall of Famers. Dennis Johnson. So so you play a team with five Hall of Famers. And, of course, Danny Ainge, who's a great player, who's now the GM of the Celtics. And you put up, what, 48 points in the first night and then 63 the second night, a playoff record. I mean, are you kidding me? As Larry Bird said, that wasn't Michael Jordan out there. That was God disguised as Michael Jordan. That was another great quote. I mean, if a if a top twenty, I mean, my, Larry Bird's a top ten player in league history. Would you agree? Yeah. If a top ten player in league history is calling another guy, he he was playing like God. Like you just gotta just drop the goat. He's got to be the goat. Like this guy, Larry Bird, Hall of Famer. Honestly, maybe some could argue top five of all time. Like that's insane. Like he's. That just shows how much he's complimenting Jordan's just like insane style of game, how insane of a player he was. All right, would you, uh, do you have anything you'd like to go to, or do you want me to allude to something else? Uh, let's talk about that last year from Phil Jackson. All right. And they, you know, I don't, I love this quote. I don't care if you're 82 or no, this is your last year. Jerry Krause's quote. And this is what I think the hate towards Jerry Krause kind of comes in. Well, I feel like the, the hate towards Jerry Krause kind of happened, like, with the with Michael early because, like, especially with that 14 minutes that Krause put on him, I think that's where, like, the dis, like, the discomfort of that relationship, like, started to happen was at that point. Absolutely. Even when there's, like, 13 seconds, it was the game against the Pacers. You know, he's on a roll. Um, they've been winning a lot of games. You know, they could get to the playoffs. I mean, granted, they want to tank for the draft, but I mean, if he's if this is a franchise player, keep him in. That's why I think. I mean, Jordan went. Jordan goes by the Herm Edwards way of life. Herman Edwards way of life. Coach at Arizona State. Coach the Jets when he said this. You play to win the game. That's one of my favorite sports quotes, along with like Herb Brooks's miracle speech. You play to win the game. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, if you're looking at like the guys that like the teams that suck in the league right now, like the Bulls, the Cavs, the Knicks, those guys are playing to win on the court because that's their job. That's their job to win. The front office wants to lose, but 
If those guys do well, they'll get they'll get traded to a better team and have a shot to win a championship. They'll stay in the league. They're not trying to lose. The front office is just trying to have not that much talent so they can lose. And then maybe free agency, another team can pick them up and utilize them. So, yes, yeah, like they, they play to win the game. I mean, yeah, and then uh, do, do we want to talk about our personally? I think I want to talk about Jerry Krause right Let's talk about Jerry Krause right now and then talk about Scotty later. Is that okay? I mean, it's like what I don't like about Jerry Krause is, is that um his just like what they said he had short man syndrome, he had to take credit for everything. And he said uh organizations win championships, not players, which is a shot directly at Michael Jordan. No doubt. I think that basketball in particular is a sport where the the sun the spotlight shot shines on the individual player. And um, this isn't football. This isn't something where everything. No, like if you got the players and you got the coach, I mean they had that. They had Jordan, Pippen, Erling, Rodman, and they were hitting their stride. I mean, and I love that when Jordan said, "I'm not. I'm never going to give this up until it." I forgot the exact quote, but he said something along the lines of like, "Unless it it runs out, like like you said, the glass is half full, not half empty." I'm just going to keep pouring it on and trying to just like, I don't know, just like squeeze the juice out of it and then just see what I can get until this dynasty's ran out. I think that Jerry Cross was a hater of Michael in that regard. I personally did not like uh, just how like Krauss was like uh, going in that last season said, this is it, no matter what. Like once you said, 82 and 0, I don't care, you're fired. Like, he was trying to hide. He was like fishing with Ted or Tim Floyd, the coach at Iowa State at the time. All right, I'm just gonna allude to this. Never hire if you're an NBA franchise. Never hire a coach out of Iowa State. The Bulls have done it twice and failed miserably. Tim Floyd, Fred Hoiberg, never do it. But going on, like he was like Jerry Krause already had plans. Like he wanted to get rid of these guys like two years before they did. Like he wanted rid of Jordan Rodman and uh, Pippen. But, like, he built these guys. I don't know why he didn't want to stick with them as long as he could. He wanted to just clean slate everything. I mean, and then look how terrible he did when he did do that. He, the Bulls could have won seven or eight championships if they kept him for two more years. or So, like, and then they did so terrible with uh, when they did rebuild. Like, who are the guys they drafted? Elton Brand, journeyman player. Eddie Curry, terrible player, bust. Tyson Chandler, all right, he's had a good career, but now he's Chicago. And look who they signed, Ben Wallace. Like, they signed Ben. Like, there's terrible. Like, right, ben Wallace is way later, my bad. Yeah, Elton Brand was in 99, I believe. Who's in 2000? Uh, 2000, they got Marcus Spicer from Iowa State. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's just right there, Tim Floyd. That direct influence. Marcus Spicer, he was... He was an okay NBA player, but nothing special. No, they were 62 and 20. And then once he left, they were like 50, 15, 67, and then always picking at the lottery. So the rebuild, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know why they'd want to keep championships coming. Um, like, why wouldn't I, I think Jerry Crouch was just getting like full of himself. Like, I built this. This is, this is all I did. This is all me, not any of them. But, like, remember. Rod Thorne drafted Jordan, not Jerry. Yeah. Like, the Bulls GM that drafted Jordan was not Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause did get Scotty and everyone else, but, I mean, 
Jerry built this team and destroyed it. Kind of like I think how like Stan Bowman built the Hawks to this three-run dynasty and then immediately destroyed it. But, I mean, if you look at their picks after uh, 1998, they're terrible. Ron Artest, Metal World Peace. I mean, decent player with the Lakers, with Kobe, but not with the Bulls. I mean, you wasted a first-round pick on Chris Meem out of Texas. What what is what was his career? I mean, you got to also uh, waste a pick on Jay – Will, uh, Jay Williams, I'll give you. I know, because he had a motorcycle accident. He was he was going to be a good player. I could tell you, I mean – I love him on ESPN College Game Day for basketball. I mean, Krause's last pick was Kirk Heinrich, but I mean, they could have traded Danielle Marshall and got Dwayne Wade. You know that was that was a deal that they had, but he didn't want to get rid of Danielle Marshall. I mean, Granite Krause got fired after that, but the Bulls could have had Dwayne Wade and won a championship. Had Shaq come, that could have all happened. Instead of instead of trading Daniel Marshall, they just had to have Daniel Marshall. Kirk Heinrich wasn't a bad pick. He's the isn't he like the all time leading scorer or all time from like behind the threes or behind the arc? I think Kirk Heinrich leads the Bulls in threes. If I'm not wrong, but like Ben Gordon, he was okay. I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge was a great pick, but they traded him. I mean. Noah was a good pick, but this was not Kraus. This is when Gar Foreman came on. I mean, Gar Foreman, he had a good run, but he should have been fired like six years ago. I mean, that's a conversation for a different day. We're talking about, we, don't, we just want to talk about stick to MJ. So, I mean, like, Kraus, I think he gets the, I think he deserves the hate he gets. I agree with that. Okay, so we're going to talk about Pippen now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just going to throw in some final thoughts about Kraus. But, I mean, like, the man built the team. You deserve credit for that. But, I mean, you can't – you don't deserve all the credit. Theo Epstein built the team. He doesn't deserve all the credit. He, he, 2016, he did a lot. But, I mean, they were not going to win without uh, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo performing. Like, players got to win – players win games. Oh, and, like – I don't know. I don't know where I'm going here, but uh, I just think Kraus kind of he wrecked it. Just couldn't make it a, a, a deadline saying no more after this. Everyone's gone. That was just kind of BS in my opinion. To add on that, I think he was kind of just contradicting his own statement about organizations win championships, not just players. And the organization is not just the front office. The organization has been terrible. I mean, ever since like the three, the four years we had with Rose contending. We haven't been to the playoffs. It's ter- the organization has been terrible. We've never been to the finals without Jordan since. We haven't. We haven't recovered since Jerry Krause wrecked that team. We still haven't recovered. I mean, you can say that Luol Deng, Joakim Noah, uh, Derek Rose, Keith Bogans, Ronnie Brewer, those teams. I don't know Kyle Korver, Carlos Boozer. I mean, those teams. You could you could claim that they recovered there, but they got to one. They won one game in an Eastern Conference final. Yeah, they got one Eastern Conference final. And they only won one game versus LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. Like, I don't know. This is just like, like, who has been their best free? They haven't been able to bring in a free agent. Like, their best free agent signing has been an old Pau Gasol. I mean, granted, he, he was an all-star with the Bulls, but he was definitely not. He was still in his, he was in the back years of his prime. They got Tomas Sederinsky this year. Um. 
I mean, Jabari Parker a couple years ago. Jabari Parker was this year. That was not a good pick. That was not a good signing. Chicago should be a big free agency market. I feel, like, I feel like it would be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to think. I mean, Kraus wrecked this team. All right, let's move on to Pippen. I mean, I'm just, oh, that's just we'll just, we'll agree on this. Uh, I don't think Kraus, I think he's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I don't like him. He wrecked the team. He he was he was too big of an airhead, but uh alright, let's move on to Pippin. Alright, so do you wanna do you wanna start on Pippin? You want me to start on him? Uh I will start on Pippin. Um I think that he was a huge part of Jordan's success, obviously in the league. I think if it weren't for him, they would have won probably two championships, not six. I mean, the the quote was uh you can't talk about Michael Jordan without talking about Scottie Pippen. In Scottie Pippen, top top 30, 25 player in the league in history. Some argue my top 20. But, I mean, he's just always in the shadow of Jordan. He's like the ba- he's the Robin to Jordan's Batman. I heard that that was a great explanation of exactly what he does. Um, just great defensive player. Um, really helped out Jordan on that side of the ball. And then, yeah, seven-time All-Star. You know, I don't really know what else to say about him. He was just the perfect compliment to Jordan's game. Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing else you can say. I mean, just uh, Pippen. When I, when I, one thing I want to bring up on Pippen is uh, that summer going into nineteen uh, ninety eight or ninety seven, the ninety seven ninety eight season. That summer, he said. When he got hurt in the Eastern Conference, but still played it out, he could have had surgery and been ready for the season for the France trip and the day and the days to come. Like he was out for the first couple months, and then he demanded a trade, which we know didn't happen. But I mean, we haven't gotten to that part of the documentary yet. That we'll be talking more about that next week. But Jordan said, "What Pippen did, he didn't do it. He did a he did a me thing, not a we thing. Like there's no I in team." He uh, he the yeah he did. He wanted to have a fun summer. I mean, this is where the Jerry Krause thing gets in here. Like he had Scotty had such a bad relationship with Jerry because like the whole contract thing, like not paying him. But like Jerry, uh, like this. That's the only reason Scotty uh didn't get the surgeries because there's trade rumors about him. He didn't. He felt like Jerry didn't have respect for him. Would you agree? Did he get along with in the Bulls organization? Didn't seem like anyone. It seemed like it just had to be about what he wanted to do. Um, communication wasn't always there. It it didn't seem like he was always online with what the rest of the team wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no doubt about it for sure. Who who would you say is uh? What do you think would happen if uh Kraus uh, didn't end up that and? that team in 98. Like, let Phil Jackson... St- I mean, the Lakers definitely would not have been what they are today. And, uh, like, because Phil Jackson led that Kobe Shaq team. And before before you respond, we're going to take a quick station ID and commercial break. So, uh, this is Zoomer Sports Radio. Listen to it on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, or YouTube. All right, welcome back to the uh, show. Uh, first, we're gonna uh, give a quick uh, commercial break. Uh, you guys still know Chick Fil A is open. 
Uh, yes, Chick-fil-A is still open, and you can get as many sandwiches as you want. You can uh, Their drive-thru is open, and, of course, you could DoorDash it or uh, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and just support uh, businesses because, I mean, Chick-fil-A is good, and we're giving them free advertisement for this. So go to Chick-fil-A. It's delicious. Anything you'd like to say about Chick-fil-A, Pat? I love Chick-fil-A. can never get enough of it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had it in a while because of the quarantine, but go eat Chick-fil-A. All right. Let's continue our discussion on Scottie Pippen now. Scottie was, I mean, I don't know. I, we were alluding, oh, no, my bad. We were alluding to the Phil Jackson Lakers. Like, If Krause doesn't end that team, I don't think that, like, those the first, the prime Kobe years, those first Kobe years, I don't think they happen. I mean, they happen, but, like, I think it's different. I think Phil Jackson might stick around for two more years, then go out to L.A. Or, no, maybe not. Maybe L.A. finds a different coach, and they stick with them, and they, they will face Jordan and Pippen in the finals, like, that year after the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I think that everywhere that Phil Jackson's been, you know, from the Bulls, as a player and a coach from the Bulls to the Lakers, you know, he's had great success in the media. I mean, he's been granted, he, didn't, he did not have success as an executive at the New York Knicks. We can know that for sure. But that's a different story. I mean, Phil Jackson is the, the greatest coach, along with Pat Riley, uh, Greg Popovich, of course, uh, Red. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Red for the Celtics. Do you know how to pronounce his last name? Red. The coach, Red. It's like Ackerbach, Red Ackerbach, something. Uh, I can't pronounce it, but yeah, him. Uh, of course, honestly, Eric Spolstra is a great coach. Rick Carlisle, I wouldn't put them up, but those are current coaches that are great. Uh, Steve Kerr. What? Steve Kerr. Of course, I mean. Yeah, those are probably the best coaches in the game right now. Doc Rivers, but I mean, he hasn't won anything. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, he did. Anyway, I think that, because let's remember, MJ only played 14 years in the league. If they just let... The How many years has LeBron played, like 19? He's on his 17th year. I think if they kept the team together and MJ... Still wanted to compete and win championships. Who knows? He could have played until like 2006, and the Bulls would be winning even more championships. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he did go back to Washington as like a joke in like 03. But he was still an All Star. I mean, he was yeah. still he was still producing, but I mean, he went there. I mean, he tried to get Charles Barkley to join him. That didn't happen. Charles was done with the NBA. I mean, he spent the last four years in Houston of his career. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, pretty much. I mean, I, I thought the stock was uh, pretty much awesome and all of it. I'm looking forward to the episodes next Sunday. I am too. And, you know, just those two episodes last night. It's going to be a long week before. We I, wait until- like, I'm, I really want to, like, know about this the Scotty trade rooms because it ended right there. Yeah. But I mean uh pretty good uh do you think that's do you think we wrap it up here? I'm pr- I'm pretty sure we do you have anything else you'd like to talk about about this episode? Uh, I mean yeah quick thirty minute show MJ Mondays. I don't expect them to be like the normal show. Where, I mean we're normally trying to stick to two shows a week but um a thirty minute MJ Monday that's that'll be fine. Yeah that'll be 
Yeah, so I feel like uh, today, I think uh, we're right past the 30 minute mark. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, it, was, it was a great first episode of the series MJ Monday. And then, of course, later in the week uh, on Wednesday, we will we'll be doing our mock drafts. And then Friday, we'll, of course, be reacting to the first round. I don't know, Pat. Maybe maybe we do a live stream on the YouTube Thursday reacting to everyone's picks on um, live. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, as the draft goes on. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, four shows, but I mean, it's, I feel like we're going to have to do our shows like when there's big events coming around, like the NFL draft, the NBA draft, of course, the NBA playoffs and finals, NHL, Stanley Cup, of course, World Series, all of that. I think we're going to have to do more shows during those big weeks. Like, this is a big week in sports. I mean, granted, there's no sports being played, but the NFL draft, Jordan, I mean, this is this is pretty good. I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, maybe we can throw in a top 25. We'll do a top 25 next week, probably. One of our most favorite seg- segments on the show. I mean, hopefully MJ Monday gets pretty good hype. I mean, we're, we're just analyzing everything. I mean... And pretty much, that's pretty much it for uh, this this episode. Uh, final comments, Pat. It's been a great show, a uh, great documentary, and I can't wait to watch more next week. Yeah, and then just uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it from here in Studio Seven Twenty One. Am I right? This is it for me in Studio Seven Twenty One. All right, Pat's calling it off. All right. So uh, just check out the YouTube channel. Should be up very shortly. We will post today's uh, live. St- it won't be. It'll be a, s- a simulcast posted later of the podcast. Uh, of course, check us out on Spotify, uh, the Anchor website that has uh, a Zoomer. We have a website. It's called Anchor FM. It's Anchor.fm slash uh, Zoomer Sports Radio. I'll, I'll link that on the YouTube channel. I mean, that will probably be up around seven. But this podcast will go on the normal time, five thirty. So, um, I'm looking forward to the draft. Do you want? Do you have any? Uh, Pat called it off, but do you have anything alluding to the draft on Wednesday? Oh, uh, I think it's going to be interesting where the quarterbacks land in the draft, and I think it's going to be interesting to see who takes a chance on Tua and how early on they chose uh, teams choose to select the wide receivers because there are a lot of them in this draft. All right, before we wrap up the show. On Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, what is the over-under number of how many times I call Justin Herbert a bust, the next Mitch Trubisky, a bad pick, or, like, just don't pick him? How many times do you think I'll say those words around Justin Herbert for, for those three days? I think the number I think the number should be around 25. 25? I would say more like 15. Fifty. I, I just don't, it's, it's a bad move for GMs, but uh, great for great first two episodes from the last dance. I mean, we're calling it here. We'll see you later. Uh, from thanks to Pat as always, Andrew. We will see you. We're calling it off for today. We'll see you uh, Wednesday for the draft, and uh, that's it for today. Uh, we'd like to thank Ron Hunter as a special guest of the show. Oh uh, yeah, I mean we. Spiced up studio seven forty four for the YouTube today. So uh enjoy and go bulls. <laughs> yeah. Alright, that's that's all for us today. Uh, great show. Uh see we'll see you guys Wednesday. Thank you to all.
all you folks what it's all about. Now it's time for to get on the mic and make this motherfucking party hot. I'm taking it back to the old school, cause I'm an old fool who's so cool. If you wanna get down, I'ma show you the way. Boom. Yeah, it is. Let me hear you say. Boom. 